Hey everybody, I'm Ryan Melby and welcome to the first episode of the Excellent Sessions podcast, the most excellent podcast that you've ever seen. This is our pilot episode and my guest here today is Miss Christina Corson. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, Ryan. How are you? I'm great because I am so excited to do this podcast. <laughs> I'm excited to do this with you too. Awesome, because I really wanted to do this. So a, a segment that I've always wanted to do and we're finally doing it, and I convinced the man himself, Barry Bacon, to do this. So every podcast, we're going to have a segment called Dad Jokes with Barry Bacon. I hope you enjoy. You'll get to see her reaction to this. All right. Dad Jokes with Barry Bacon. <laughs> Singing in the shower is fun until you get soap in your mouth. Then it's a soap opera. See, we have a success. <laughs> I got you, huh? Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So we're going to get started on the podcast portion of this. So I know we've had a conversation before, and this is whenever I pitch the value series that will come out tomorrow. Um, your backstory. <laughs> it's mind-blowing to me because whenever you were just telling me this, I was like, <laughs> what? Really? And it's like, I went there. I went to, I lived here. I lived there. Sure. So could you tell me about your little bit of your backstory? Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm proud uh, that I was born in Texas. I was born in Colleen, Texas, just right outside of Fort Hood. My father was serving in the U.S. Army at the time. And after I was born, shortly thereafter, we moved to Monterey, California, uh, where he went to the Defense Language Institute. And uh, I got to live in Monterey. It was fantastic. Right. And um, I was just a, a, a little, little toddler. But um, my parents showed me film from, from that time period. And uh, it was just <clears throat> a beautiful place to live. And um, after that, we moved to Honolulu, Hawaii. Wow. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I do have memories from that time period. I remember being on the beach. Um, I do remember seeing the Hawaiian dance dancers. Um, I, I really enjoyed living there. It was beautiful, and uh, my, my baby brother was born there. And uh, from there, we moved to Sierra Vista, Arizona. And that was a, a big uh, difference to go from, <laughs> yeah. from an <laughs> island to a desert. Yeah. But I really fell in love with uh, living in the desert. Um, some of the most beautiful sunsets I ever, I've ever seen mm -hmm. in Arizona. And just the beauty of the desert, the cactus, um, and all of the rocks. When I was a little kid, I wanted to be a geologist. Really? Yes. And I had a rock collection. And it was, it was really funny because I, um, every day I would dutifully water my rocks. And I would um, get so frustrated because they weren't growing. And so I went to my dad and I'm like, Dad, I'm watering my rocks, but they're not growing. He's like, they're not gonna grow. What are you talking about? I said, well, I'm growing them into mountains. Where do you think mountains came from? And so this was my, um, this was my dream at, the, at that time. So um, the rocks never did grow. I still don't understand why. <laughs> um, and then from there, my, my dad um, retired from the Army uh, after 20 years of service, and 
He actually went on to work as a civilian for the Department of Defense, and we moved to Germany uh, okay. in 1983. And uh, I got to live in Germany uh, for the rest of my childhood, all the way to the point that I graduated from high school. And it was an amazing time because I, you know, experiencing the Cold War. Um, some people read about it. Well, I lived in it yeah. and experienced it. And I remember um, when the wall came down in Berlin and the jubilation of the German people. And I was there when Germany reunified, East and West Germany. Um, what a what a blessing it was to, to see history in the making. Yeah. Um, so I, I really had a, a pretty amazing childhood that um, gave me an appreciation for different cultures, different perspectives, people skills, because you're constantly interacting with people of different cultures, different communication styles. I really feel that it laid a, a solid foundation for, um, for my professional life and, and who I'd become as an adult later on. Awesome. So how, how was it like living in a foreign country like Germany when I mean, you, you ended up here and you, you went, you grew up in Texas, you were born in Texas and you grew up in Honolulu, then you went to Arizona, completely different places. Yeah. And then you go to a foreign country yeah. like Germany. How was that? Yeah. So I was nine years old uh, when we moved to Germany and it was late December uh, when we moved and I had a, a golden suntan and... Um, and I did not have a good stock of winter clothing because I just really didn't need it in Sierra Vista, Arizona. Yeah. So when we arrived in Stuttgart, uh, and there was three feet of snow on the ground, and I did not have an appropriate winter jacket, Yeah. it was a pretty rude awakening. Yeah. Um, I wasn't sure how I felt about that. People were speaking a language I couldn't understand. Mm -hmm. Um, they had different kinds of food. They had um, different customs. Um, and it's not that it was bad. It was just as a young person who had never been to a foreign country, it was just a, a transition. Um, but then it became very exciting. Yeah. We, we moved to this little village called Neuhof, which only had four streets. Um, it didn't even have a phone booth. I don't even know. Do you know what a phone booth uh, is? Yes. Okay. I do. It didn't even have a phone booth. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm cultured. <laughs> if you didn't know, I'm cultured, as the kids say today. I, I've i watched Superman. Okay, I've all right. I've watched Doctor Who. Okay. Well, I'm good. <laughs> well, I mean, I took my kids on a road trip once, and then um, they were much younger, and there was this payphone outside of the, the convenience store that we had stopped at uh, for a rest stop, and my, my son, who was so young, I think maybe three or four at the time, pointed to the payphone and said, Mommy, what is this? I'm like, oh, a long, long time ago, people <laughs> used to put coins in here and they would push the buttons and they would call somebody. This was before cell phones yeah. and it blew his mind. So anyway, I digress. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, it was, it was really wonderful. We lived in this little village called Neuhof and, um, you know, the, it was really out in the country, surrounded by woods, and I lived next to a dairy farmer, and I got to be best friends with the girl next door named Anya, and I fell in love with 
Germany and German culture. And I really missed the United States, but it was an exciting experience to, to live in Germany. Absolutely. Have you been back to Germany since then? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, I graduated uh, from high school and went to college in Washington, D.C. And um, I did get to go back um, to Germany one more time uh, in, in 1993 before my parents moved to South Korea. I did go back later on in my adulthood and uh, went to go visit my older brother, Mike, mm -hmm. uh, who's, who lives there. He lives um, in a little town called Großbadstadt, which is um, very close to Frankfurt. So I love these names. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, um, so I've been able to go back. Um, the last time I went was three years ago. And it's wonderful because it's, it's hard to say that I have a hometown because I've lived in different places. Yeah. Different places feel like home to me. Mm -hmm. And uh, Germany will always be the, the place of my childhood. And so it'll always so be special to me. That's, I feel like not a lot of people can say, oh yeah, I lived in Hawaii. Because that's not, going to those places are, except probably for Arizona. Um, <laughs> They're on their bucket list to go. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you got to be a young child in Hawaii. Yes. And how, how old were you at the time? So I was from age two to age four and a half, maybe. So you kind of processed where you were. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I have a distinct memory of building a sandcastle on the beach and uh, my dad was trying to tell me that I was building it too close to the water and at a very young age my uh, strength of persistence was evident and I <laughs> decided that I was going to build that sandcastle right, right where it was right here I built that sandcastle and I have the memory of the wave coming in and crashing over me. Um, luckily, it did not sweep me away, but it did ruin my sandcastle. I remember crying and I remember being told, I told you so. So, I mean, I do have these memories of, of being young in Hawaii. It was really, it was really amazing. Awesome. Do you remember anything from Texas or just? No, I, I do not. I, I was born here, yeah. and I was probably a, a year old by the time we moved to Monterey. Wow. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, except for the rocks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the growing rocks. The growing Dwayne's Rock Johnsons. <laughs> do you have any other memories of uh, Arizona? Oh, for sure. I used to catch, um, the, I used to catch horny toads. Uh, you don't see a lot of those anymore, um, although I hear they're making a comeback. Really? Um, but I used to catch those all the time in the desert. Um, I remember catching one on the playground, and I remember bringing it into my classroom at Bella Vista Elementary, and I got busted for, for having the lizard with me in really? class. And I had to go back outside and release it, which made me very sad. But uh, I loved all of the different critters out mm -hmm. in the desert. And uh, the cactus was really beautiful. And the mountains and the sunset. The sunsets 
even at such a young age, I just remember having such gratitude for, for the sunsets. It looked like the sky was painted all of these different colors, the lavenders, the apricots, the oranges, the pinks. Um, it was really awe-inspiring. That sounds like Luke Skywalker. I mean, I feel like you should have a blue lightsaber and you should <laughs> be battling your dad. Because <laughs> your your hunt, <laughs> it reminds me of like hunting womp rats. <laughs> Luke used to hunt womp rats and then you're staring off into the twin suns. Yeah, well there you thinking. go. Thinking. Yeah. So. Yeah, I can dig that. You I have was, the force, right? I love the Star, I love Star Wars. <laughs> um, in my car, you'll see on my car seat belt, I have the Chewbacca, um, the belt that he wears diagonal across nice. his chest. I have that in my car. Heather Smith has been in my car. I think she probably has seen it. Um, <laughs> yes, I love Star Wars. Awesome. What's your favorite Star Wars movie? You know, in my adulthood, mm-hmm. well, as a child, I would have said Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm because I really loved the Ewoks. Of course. Um, <laughs> really loved the Ewoks. But um, but as an adult, I would say my favorite Star Wars movie is Empire Strikes Back. Classic. Yeah, Classic. It's, it's definitely my, my favorite one now. Yeah, absolutely. That's my second favorite. What's your first favorite? My first favorite is Revenge of the Sith. Okay. I love Revenge of the Sith. Okay. I wanted to be Anakin whenever I was a little kid. Right on. Yeah. Okay, I, I can get behind that. Yeah, I wanted to complain about sand. <laughs> I still, I honestly, I'm on Anakin's side. I don't like sand either. <laughs> it's coarse, it's rough, you know, it gets everywhere. So, I don't know if we can talk about this. I can cut this out if you want. But your dad was James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> well... What, what I can say about my father, and I'm really proud of my father, he has, he served um, our country mm-hmm. um, for 20 years in the Army and then went on to, to serve another 20 years as, as a civilian. Um, and he worked in counter-espionage and counter-intelligence and caught bad guys for a living. He uh, spent his life committing himself to protecting Americans and protecting America. And that's something I'm, of which I'm, I'm just so proud. That, I'm, je- I'm jealous of your childhood and your life. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. You're Luke Skywalker, your dad's James Bond, whatever, cool, you know. <laughs> so you're talking about how uh, you've been to all these places and you, how you've grown up. How did you get here to Lockhart? Sure. So I, uh, many years ago, um, I was at a decision point in my life. It's kind of a long story. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Go on. Um, I was in a decision point in my life. After college, I gave all my stuff to Goodwill, took off to South Korea, and lived there for a while just to get in touch with my Korean roots realizing how very uh, American I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was such a, a great experience uh, to, to be in my mother's country. But after that, I came back to DC um, and then found my way in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, my, fam- my father's family's from Georgia. 
And I um, was at a crossroads. Um, I was uh, married at the time and my husband and I talked about our next step and my degree is in international studies mm -hmm. with a concentration in US foreign policy to Asia. So I wanted to be an analyst with the CIA. Really? And I uh, applied and I made the first rounds. Uh, and we decided that if I was successful in the, in the next rounds after that and was hired, um, we would follow, follow my career. And um, if I was not going to, to be able to join, that I would agree to move to Texas, which is where my husband was from. And so I made first rounds, did great, went on to second rounds, and after three and a half hours of grueling interview. Um, three and a half hours. Three and a half hours. Wow. Um, you know, I, I had a really tough time. <laughs> the camera shot off because why not? You know, technical difficulties, that's how it is. So I'm pretty sure you were on uh, the second round of interviews. Okay, so the so second round of interviews for CIA and um, it, it didn't go my way uh, yeah. to become an analyst. And so we wound up moving to Texas mm -hmm. and um, I was really excited to be in the Austin area. I worked for the state uh, for 11 years at Texas Youth Commission, which later became the Juvenile Justice Department. Mm -hmm. And I had a number of hats there. I was a delinquency prevention research specialist. I was a communication specialist. I was a performance accountability specialist. I did grant writing and I was also um, at one point the legislative liaison. So I had a lot of wonderful experiences uh, working for the state of Texas. But um, in working for the Texas Juvenile Justice Department, we were working with students or youth who had committed very serious crimes. Yeah. Uh, they were there for, for felonies. And I really felt like I wanted to go into education because I wanted to be part of the best beginning possible yeah. for kids. Seeing what happens when they don't have the supports and services that they need. Absolutely. I wanted to be part of the team that gave students their best start. And so I worked for Hey CISD uh, for a number of years as a communication specialist. And when I was ready to grow professionally, I was looking for opportunities and I was so excited because Lockhart ISD posted a position. And it has been a privilege uh, to join Lockhart ISD to launch a, a new communication department mm -hmm. um, and to serve as its first public information officer, which is um, what my title was when I was first hired. And be welcomed into such a warm community and to serve the people of Lockhart in a way that ensures that we have all of the support we need for our students to be successful and for our staff to be supported and successful in all that they do in serving students. Absolutely. And, you know, from my point of view, it's the same with me because y'all welcomed me with open arms. This wouldn't be happening if it wasn't for her. So, 
You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, there were a lot of people you. who contributed. All the teachers you had up to this point. Absolutely, yeah. And and the amazing faculty at Lockhart High School. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're we're really fortunate um, to have an amazing team um, that unlocks the potential in students such as yourself. And so it's really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. See, tying it in district values. Believe it. <laughs> So, oh, could you retell the story of how you discovered me? How I discovered you at what part? Take me through the entire journey. Because I I don't know the beginning part, but I know like the middle where you actually like made the like the communication with me. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, tell me about like this first part and we'll go into the. The second part of it. Was there a specific part that you wanted me to highlight, or did you want me to just give the general description of how I came to know you? General description, and go into like, uh, I think when I first saw you, is whenever we were doing the tour mm-hmm. around the school. Mm-hmm. So yeah, around like that point. Okay, and that was when I was bringing um, uh, the tour of folks coming through to, to yes. And you were part of that student experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so one of the the cool things about my job is that I get to communicate and tell the story of Lockhart ISD, and part of that is bringing community members into our schools so they get a firsthand look at what's going on in our in our school districts. Schools right now look and operate very differently than they did in my generation, for example. And so it's one thing to think of a high school, it's a whole other thing to step in and see all of the different opportunities that are available, for example, at Lockhart High School. And I remember bringing in a group of visitors that were community members, uh, representatives from businesses, um, representatives from um, different organizations in the community as we were touring Lockhart ISD. And I was excited that we were going to get a chance to show off the green room mm-hmm. and excited just to have some student tour guides to, to bring us through. And uh, that's when I got to see Ryan Melby in action. And uh, we were able to see the AV classroom. And it was so impressive for our visitors um, to hear from students, but also uh, to see that the classrooms now look very different than the classrooms 20 years ago. We got an entire studio. That's right. in, In the school. Yes. And it's fun. It's funny because whenever I was like telling everyone, I was like short of breath. Oh, <laughs> like, hey, here's the green room, <laughs> and I remember Bacon was like, "Who who are we like showing the school to?" Is like important people. <laughs> I'm like, really? Yep, just important people. That's my Bacon impression. You're gonna hear that a lot throughout these episodes. Yes. I love doing it, but yes. yeah, I remember being, I guess, somewhat nervous, uh, doing that because I was like. And that this is where we record the morning <laughs> announcements if you've seen, seen them before. <laughs> so I don't know what came over me, but I was kind of like, okay. <laughs> so yeah, 
But, so. you, but you did a fantastic job. Um, it is unnerving uh, when you're speaking to a group of people that are outside your normal sphere. Mm-hmm. And um, the fact that you were up for the task, uh, that you did it and you did it well, said a lot about um, about how you would be successful in life because in life we're often going to be presented with opportunities that are new to us and maybe uncomfortable and we grow through them and look at you now like look at you now communicating like a pro hi this is excellent sessions (laughs) (laughs) i start up every episode like that now yeah i think i i remember royer she's like oh do you know who christina corson is i'm like no (laughs) i don't and he's like well she wants you as an intern i'm like what (laughs) and I was already busy at the time, so I was like, ah, yeah, ooh, yeah, especially during a pandemic, mm-hmm. like when it was full fledged, and it's like, man, like how's my schedule gonna look? And I'm still busy, mm-hmm. I'm like really busy, but <laughs> I was like, yeah, I mean, I couldn't pass up on the opportunity because mm-hmm. I had that vision, and I was like, I want to make, I want to make a video series, I want to do maybe a pod, a podcast was. Like over here, mm-hmm. I want to do the video series, but now we're filming the podcast, mm-hmm. and that makes me happy because I've been wanting to do a podcast for so long. Yeah, and I think it's cool that I have other people to interview, especially yeah. people that I'm close with, people I usually talk to. So it's just a natural conversation. Mm-hmm. So I am very blessed to have this. Well, I was really excited at the idea of it because, um, you know, last year uh, it was one person communication shop and so the idea of building that capacity as the school district continues to to grow um, and to evolve it was really exciting to think that I could work uh, with a student and have a student perspective and also too that young people have skills and insight that we just don't have and it's um, telling the story but telling the story from different points of view so having your point of view is super valuable thank you i feel like i'm old but not (laughs) not like that it's like oh i'm 17 i'm getting so old not that way i cannot believe he was like i'm out of touch wow most of the time (laughs) well if you're out of touch then i'm totally lost (laughs) i mean i know but in in all seriousness it's um you know we we did do um, videos, uh, simple videos, um, before, uh, of course we use a lot of digital imagery, um, and social media and all different kinds of media to tell our story, but to have somebody who, like yourself, who's spent the past few years learning and developing very technical skills mm-hmm. specific to video, in an area that I was not professionally trained in was such an asset. Yeah. So, yeah, trust me, because I, I will show you my past projects, and they're not good. <laughs> There's always something wrong. Either the can the the filters are different, because like, oh, what what if I play with this? You know, mm-hmm. and it it didn't translate, or the the audio's off. Mm-hmm. My audio's been off for a long time mm-hmm. <laughs> for some reason. That's like my weakness. I got you. But I think I'm getting better at it. Bishops told me, it's like, oh, yeah, you got better at it. See? So, 
yeah, I mean. You have to start from somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. I always say that to everyone. Yes. And because I guess, I don't, I don't feel good saying this, but I, I'm held at a high regard in like the theater program. Mm -hmm. And people usually come to me, new, newcomers mm -hmm. always approach me. And that makes me feel really good. That, that makes that makes me know that what I've done is seen. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because I used to do the same thing whenever I first came in. Because I, I couldn't do it as a freshman because they put me in an extra math class. <laughs> now I'm passing. I've always... <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, I remember approaching in my sophomore year these seniors because we had such a strong cast, and I felt like I didn't, I wasn't supposed to be there mm -hmm. at all because mm -hmm. they're so out, they out talented me mm -hmm. by far. So I approached them like, "Hi, uh, how do you, how do you act?" Because <laughs> I, I had something, mm -hmm. and I've always been a fan of film. I love Quentin Tarantino. He's the reason why I'm even in this. He's the reason I love film. He's the reason I love filmmaking mm -hmm. and stuff like this. And I was lost at the time. And those people pulled me in mm -hmm. and make, made me feel welcomed because they actually liked me. Mm -hmm. Now, it's, it feels so good that I can return the favor to others. And it's, it's heartwarming. It makes you feel great. And then I remember telling a kid, I won't say his name, but I was like, you remind me of me whenever I was like in my sophomore year. He's like, mm -hmm. really? <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, man, that's, that's awesome. I, that's just awesome that I can be an influence, a positive influence on others. Mm -hmm. So it's that um, development of leadership skills and being a leader and being a mentor to others. And so once again, it's an example of unlocking potential in yourself, going from student to teacher, mm -hmm. right? And then you unlocking that potential of other students, younger students. And, and because of your higher standard, because you're locked on excellence, they look up to you and they want to reach high too. So success breeds success and excellence breeds excellence and I, I think that student leadership is a, a wonderful vehicle for that. Wow, amazing. So I think we, we kind of already answered this. This is the last question of the podcast portion of it, but why did you give me this internship? Well, you are somebody who has a lot of different talents and gifts and experiences and through them all you show a willingness to take risk you thank you miss Worthington <laughs> <laughs> you are able to create a vision and communicate that vision and bring it to life and you also are confident enough to put yourself out there and you're open to learning. And so those are the characteristics that I saw in you. And I knew that you would do very well and thrive uh, 
in this internship. And I also knew that you would be somebody who wanted to drive his learning, that you were not someone who, um, you, you have some guidance, but you also have some autonomy. So it's a way for you kind of like training wheels, right? To get used to getting on that bike and driving. Eventually those wheels come off. Yeah. Um, and we're here to help prepare you for that. Amazing. So, uh, one of my ideas for this podcast series is that I want to do a game show with it too. So, <laughs> here is our first episode, basically, of the Pop Quiz. All right, welcome to Pop Quiz with my guest, Ms. Corson. So, uh, mo this Pop Quiz is going to be like mostly uh, pop culture, because that's what I'm into. Okay. So, I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions about those. I'm suddenly very nervous. <laughs> All right. Question one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How many kids does Angelina Jolie have? Oh, good grief. Uh, seven? Close. Six. Six. Seven? That's a lot of kids. That's, uh, well... <laughs> I knew that there were many of them. Yeah. I thought it might have been. Okay. You're close. Okay. That was close. All right. Which actor voiced both Darth Vader and the Lion King's Mufasa? James Earl Jones. Correct. Yes. What does the acronym SMH stand for? Shaking my head. Wow. She got it. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yes. I have teenagers, so that was helpful. Yeah. Great. Do they usually... SMH when they... I, my, my son texts me things and I don't know what it means sometimes like um, RN like I finally figured out that means right now um, I'd have looked that up too yeah I'm not gonna lie yeah yeah how many Harry Potter books and movies are there no clue really no idea really was not really a in, into Harry Potter really yeah I would expect you to be in Harry Potter sorry <laughs> Could you guess? They're both different answers. How many books and how many movies? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say eight books. And what? Five movies. You're close with the books. Okay. Seven books, eight, <gasps> eight movies. Eight movies. Because <sighs> they did the last they did the last book into they split into two movies. Okay. Which Avenger, other than Captain America, was able to pick up Thor's Mjolnir in the Marvel movies? I don't know. Really? I just know it was Thor and Captain America. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know who the other one was. Can I give you a hint? Yes? It was in the movie Age of Ultron. Okay, I did not see that. This would explain it. All right, the answer is Vision. Okay, sorry. Vision. I need to put that on my list. All the Marvel movies? Yeah, well, I haven't seen them all. Really? Yeah. Which ones have you like have you like you haven't seen? I, I don't know which ones I haven't seen because really? I haven't seen them. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> have you at least seen uh, Thor Ragnarok? I have. That's my favorite one. I That's love it. Kate Blanchett was amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What day is Star Wars Day? May the fourth. There you go. 
Which movie kicked off the Skywalker saga in 1977? A New Hope. Correct. What movie in 2019 topped Avatar as the highest grossing film of all time? This one's very near and dear to my heart because I hate Avatar. I, I, I don't know. We were just on the, on the topic about it. Evidently some sort of a Star Wars movie. No. No? Uh-huh, the other one. Some sort of a Marvel movie? Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, Infinity Wars? Close. Endgame. Endgame! Okay. Which I did see. I did see that. Very good. Yeah. I like Infinity War more. Okay. It's very sad. That yeah. makes me happy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And that is the end oh. of Pop Quiz. Phew. Okay. So you got... Let's count them up. Let's see how much we got right. You got one, two, three, four. You got four right. Out of how many? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Oh man! I got a good old fifty percent. Yeah, that's not that's not good. That's good. Okay. See if we do the one point five initiative, <laughs> we're gonna move you. That's right. We're gonna get you to solid that's eighty right. next time. <laughs> All right, so quick round of questions. Okay. This is my favorite portion of it. I thought we were done with the pop quiz. Yeah, we are. So this is a different pop quiz? This is quick round of questions. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I, the... I was relaxed and now I'm nervous again. Why are you doing the... I just, just chill out. I got a 50%. <laughs> we're done. Okay, all right. You did the pop quiz. Okay. It's just quick rounds of questions. Oh, okay. Is I want to get to know you more. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. What is your favorite film of all time? Ooh. Yeah. <sighs> Mine changes every day. Okay. My favorite film of all time is Cleopatra with Richard Burton and really? Elizabeth Taylor. Ooh. And it has been my favorite movie ever since I was a little girl. And any time that I was sick, we had like the double VHS tapes. Ooh. I would put it in my Hitachi uh, VHS machine and I would watch Cleopatra because it's super long. Mm -hmm. But I love period pieces. Absolutely. And Elizabeth Taylor is She's awesome. Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah, she, she, Elizabeth Taylor, I mean. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I'm a little bit obsessed with uh, ancient Egypt and, really? um, and and have always been fascinated by Cleopatra. Nice. That's, mm -hmm. that's awesome. I did not expect that answer. Yeah. Okay. If you had a choice between two superpowers, being invisible or flying, which would you choose? Flying. Flying. Uh, I have a, a passion for travel, and wow. a lot of that was from my childhood. Um, if I could fly, I could go anywhere I wanted to and not have to pay baggage fees. So It's a lot of weight, though. Yeah. With all the bags. Yeah, I'd just strap it on my back. <laughs> I'll be good. If I have superpowers, I'd be able to handle it. Yeah. Ooh, this, this is one of my favorite. Okay. This always sparks a conversation. Okay. What was the last gift you gave someone? Ooh. Ah! ah. Oh, oh, okay. Yes, <laughs> sorry. I was like, oh, it's all a blur. Boss's day. Mm. Boss's day. Um, our, our cabinet team pitched in and got a gift card uh, for our boss to go to the boardroom salon. 
which is this really, really nice place to get your hair cut. Really? Yes. It has leather chairs and um, yeah, it's, it's really He's nice. He's got the works. Yeah. All right. Who is your hero? It can be fictional. It can be a real person. It can be Heather. It can be me. It'd be Mr. Barry Bacon. I get, I'm like getting emotional thinking about it. Really? Um, so my hero is actually didn't expect this. Um, so my hero is my 18 year old daughter, Mia. Really? She is, um, just really incredible. She's gone through a, a lot in her childhood, um, including um, some pretty significant health issues. Mm -hmm. And even though she faces challenges every day because of those health issues, she is positive and bold and vibrant and creative and always gets up when she falls down. And at times when, when anybody would cave and just want to, to ball up mm -hmm. and hide, she stands up, faces adversity, and keeps moving forward in a way that's so inspiring because she shows so much courage, so much positivity. And she's so loving, even as she is struggling with her health issues, she gives of herself to the people around her. I just think she's an incredible human being. Yeah. I never even met her. That, that's inspiring. She's really awesome. She really is. Um, I learn a lot from her, just watching her. Awesome. I'm so proud of her. See, this is why I, <laughs> I, I kind of want to be a parent. Kind of. Kids are all right. Kids are amazing. Yeah, they change your world. <laughs> They're very expensive. Yeah. <laughs> but well worth it. <laughs> so are dogs. Dogs are expensive too. Yeah, that, yeah. They Wait, you also have a lot of pets, right? Yes, I do. What do you have? Okay, so. Yes, I have a Husky, uh -huh. I have a Shih Tzu, Cute. I have a Pyrenees Lab Mix, wow. so three dogs. Uh, I have two parakeets, I have um, a betta fish named Fishy Fred. Fishy Fred. I have a tarantula named Fuzzy Wig. Oof. Uh... And a bearded dragon. I like bearded dragon. And his name is Ollie. Ollie? And he's super cool. Super <laughs> cool. I'll just like put him on my shoulder and we walk around. <laughs> put him on top of my head. I mean, we just, he's, I'll be doing something and I just have him hanging, hanging on me. And um, he's, he's really cool. Have you ever just been in a Zoom meeting and forgot he was just right there? Uh, no, I've not no. had him in a Zoom, Zoom meetings, but that, that gives me a good idea of, of what I should be doing if I have to Zoom from home. I'll, I'll I think you showcase should, the animals. I think you should put every single animal in your lineup. <laughs> you put the tarantula on top of my tarantula. head. <laughs> it's like, hi, my name's, my name's Christina Corson. <laughs> 
I think that would be cool. I think you should have done that whenever we've got, like, I had our first Zoom meeting. Yeah. And, like, I think it was last October or something yeah. like that. And I would be like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> She's got a tarantula on her head. Yeah. We are all big animal lovers in my house. Yeah. If you could live anywhere, where would it be? Man. Yeah. You know, when I was young, I always wanted to be in the big cities and I got to have that big city experience and I got to live in a number of cities. But now I have an appreciation uh, for being out, out in nature and um, in the country. So if I could live anywhere, it would be a place that has four seasons, that has mountains and trees that turn color in the fall. Mm -hmm where the air is crisp in the fall and the snow falls in the winter. And in the springtime, the flowers just come to life, bursting in color. And the kind of summers where you can barbecue and swim in a lake and just chill out. Like, I, I guess it's not so much a location as much as the experience. Um, so if I could live anywhere, I guess it'd be near a mountain where I could have all four of those seasons and all, all of those experiences. And that was Poems with Christina. <laughs> that, that sounded like a poem. <laughs> well, thank you. That really... <laughs> I, was, I was getting ready for Roses are Red. Violets are Blue. Are indeed blue. Yes. I want to live near a mountain. So did so the nerve. How about you? How about you? Sure. Oh. Well, if you have tarantulas on your head, um, I don't think you have a fear. But what is your biggest fear? Oh. I'm, 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 I'm trying to think. I'm mm -hmm. sorry for the silence. No well, I, I can't... The, I think that the thing that I most fear is being unprepared. Being unprepared, oh. The worst. It's the worst. Whether it be like vacationing somewhere and you forgot to pack shorts yes. or anything. Or being unprepared for something at work mm -hmm. or for some important event. And I think, you know, what that's rooted in is I want very much, um, I want very much to, to be of service and to take care of people. And the idea of being unprepared uh, makes me so uncomfortable because I don't want to let people down. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's the part that um, that I'm, I'm most afraid of. Unpreparedness. Yes. All right, final quick round of questions. What is your favorite family vacation? Ooh. One of my favorite places to go with my children is Terlingua. Really? Yes, in Big Bend, out in the desert. 
Um, and I think that part of it is because of the desert that it it feels kind of like my childhood a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I do get to see critters, uh, millipedes and lizards and spiders and coyotes and bears. Uh, I, I love being out in the desert and um, there are gorgeous mountains out there, the Chizos Mountains, and the children and I hike those mountains and go to the window tra trail. And I think that um, being out there disconnected from internet, disconnected from cell most of the time, really disconnected um, from the world, it's really grounding to be present, to be mentally present. Um, and to be surrounded by nature. I think it's something that um, recharges us. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And centers us so that we remember that there's a whole world out there beyond our cell phones and screens and that we need to spend more time being in it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, this is where our outro is. Okay. Uh, we've gone 52 minutes already. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I wanted to. So, to end every episode, shout out to Chris Van Vliet, which I've got this idea from. Um, I'm going to ask this question. Okay. What is one thing you're thankful for? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I am so thankful for my children. Um, being a mother is the most important thing in my life. I knew when I was very young that I wanted to be a mother. And um, so I'm really grateful for Aiden and Mia who challenge me, who make me laugh, who help me, who make me feel loved, who inspire me. and. Um, you know, they're my why. They're my why, they're my reason um, for all that I do. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Wow. And that has been the first episode of the Excellent Sessions Podcast. I hope you enjoyed and have an amazing <laughs> Lion Day. <laughs>